Donald Trump called him tough. Rush Limbaugh read one of his articles live on his radio show. Ann Coulter tweeted that article to her one and a half million followers and declared, every sentence is perfect. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, former chief editor of the Jewish Press, Elliot Resnick. Welcome to the Elliot Resnick Show. I don't usually discuss my private life because I am not a modern person, and I don't believe in living out my private life in the public eye. However, I'm going to make an exception today. Some of you may know that I am single, and I belong to a Yeshidduch website called Saw You at Sinai, or at least I did until Monday. On Monday, I received an email stating, Dear Elliot, we are unable to service you. We have refunded your membership in full. Our best wishes, the Saw You at Sinai team. I went to the website to try to log into my account, and it states that my account has been disabled, and I should contact support at sawyouatsinai.com if I have any questions. So I did. Three times. No answer. Three times. Now, why was I banned? There really is only one possible explanation. I don't particularly like Saw You at Sinai. I don't particularly like most Shidduch websites, because they just send you resumes of girls. Most of the resumes sound the same. I don't know the Shadchanem, and so I don't find them very helpful. But a few weeks ago, I said to myself, you know what, let me add into my profile the information that I was in the Capitol on January 6th, and that I'm facing possible jail time as a result. This way, that will greatly narrow the pool of girls that are suggested to me. Just like if you say you lived in Hebron, there are many girls who wouldn't want to go out with you. Or if you say, I want to learn for the rest of my life and never have a job, that will limit the number of girls who go out with you. So I want to narrow the pool of girls who would be suggested to me. And also, I wanted to give girls a heads up. If a girl is dating me, she should know that I'm facing possible jail time. And I have gone out in the past, told girls, some girls mind, some girls don't mind. I tell them before I go out. So I added this information into my profile, number one, so that more appropriate girls will be suggested to me, and number two, so that a girl will be forewarned and know what she's getting into. That is the only thing I changed about my profile. I've been on Sayo at Sinai on and off for 15 years. There are many times that I deactivated my account because it was just not helping me, so I didn't see the point. But I've had an account there for 15 years. The only thing that's changed in the last few weeks is I added that information about January 6th. And then just last week, I actually asked for a shadchan. You could ask for up to two shadchanim to specifically look out for you. I asked for a shadchan to look out for me. And then a few days later, on Monday afternoon, I received that email. We are unable to service you. I wrote to Saw You at Sinai three times, no response. I called them, left a message, no response. I emailed them this morning, letting them know that I would be announcing what happened on my podcast if they didn't get back to me and inform me that a terrible mistake had just accidentally happened or something like that. I mean, I want it to be Don Lachavskos, who knows? You want to give people the benefit of the doubt. There's nothing it could possibly be other than January 6th, but who knows? Maybe some crazy fluke. So I want to give them an opportunity to respond and tell me that it was a crazy fluke. I asked other people to contact Sayo at Sinai and find out what's going on. No response, no response, no response. So now I'm publicizing this information to you. Why am I doing it? Because I refuse to let a firm organization join cancel culture. Cancel culture is pernicious. It is disgusting. Everyone knows it, especially people in the firm community. People in the firm community cannot stand cancel culture. And for a firm website to cancel me, a shidduch website, it's crazy. Look, I was let go from the Jewish press over January 6th. But at least you could say for the Jewish, and I was disappointed, of course, but at least you could say for the Jewish press, they had certain business interests. I was the face of the company. I was the editor-in-chief of the Jewish press. They were worried about suffering financial loss if I'm the face of the company. Not from the readership. The readership was not a problem. It's certain government advertisements they get, and they had legitimate business concern. Again, I was disappointed, but at least you could understand where they're coming from. 
What saw you at Sinai's excuse? I'm one person among thousands on their database. You're canceling me? You know, saw you at Sinai services Reform Jews and conservative Jews. Now, we're all very nice to individual Reform Jews and conservative Jews nowadays, but the fact is Reform Judaism and conservative Judaism is kfira. That's not debatable. Certainly not Reform Judaism, and even conservative Judaism is not really debatable unless you're super left-wing modern Orthodox. So these are forms of Judaism that are heresy. And if you subscribe to heresy, Saw You at Sinai will try to set you up. When you sign up for Saw You at Sinai, there's actually a questionnaire. How much kosher do you keep? Do you plan on covering your hair after marriage? So you don't have to necessarily keep kosher outside the home. You don't have to keep Shabbos. You don't have to cover your hair. You could openly violate mitzvot. That's fine. But if you were in the capital on January 6th, that's not fine. Now, I really can't discuss January 6th, unfortunately, but the charge sheet against me is online. It's 22 pages. Everyone is welcome to read it, even if I am guilty of every single thing that it says in that charge sheet. I was not Michal Shabbos before Hersia. I didn't violate Shabbos. I didn't violate Kashros. Am I so evil? Read the chart sheet. Am I so evil? If I did everything they said I did on that, on that sheet. You know, by the way, of course, usually in America, you're innocent until found guilty. So I've not been found guilty of anything yet. I've just been arrested. So the assumption that I'm guilty is in itself a little bit strange. But again, let's just assume for argument's sake that I did everything. Read the chart sheet. If I did what it said on that chart sheet, everything. Does that make me such an evil person that you can't set me up? One of the biggest mitzvahs you could possibly do is to set someone up for marriage. One of the biggest mitzvahs I could do is get married. I'm being denied access to the world's largest shidduch database because of what I did on January 6th. Are they insane? This is absolutely outrageous, and I would not stand for it. I don't care about me. It's not about me. It's about an Orthodox Jewish website joining cancel culture, and that is absolutely unacceptable. And therefore, I'm asking anybody who listens to this podcast not necessarily to cancel your subscription to Saw You at Sinai. Some people need it to get married, so I'm not going to tell you to leave over this. Although I would encourage you, if you're thinking of leaving and you're, you're just waiting for something to tip the scales either way, I would encourage you please to leave. But otherwise, if you need to stay, fine, stay. But two things. Number one, I would like to ask you to email Saw You at Sinai and let them know that you're outraged at what happened, because this is disgusting. And I will leave the email addresses in the episode description. And number two, I do want everyone to know who the leadership of Salyo at Sinai is, because it is important for us to know who our leaders are. And this is not Lashon Hara. If there's Toeles, it's not Lashon Hara. And there's a huge Toeles here. This is an organization that is servicing the entire Frum community. Thousands and thousands of Frum Jews use them, and Frum Jews have a right to know who's running it. And cancel culture is destroying this country. And most of us can't do all that much to stop a major corporation from joining cancel culture, although we could, could do our part. There was a boycott of Target. There was a boycott over Bud Light. So we can make our small difference when it comes to the, to the greater culture, and we should. But certainly in the from community, we have the ability, because there is no cancel culture yet in the from community. I believe, I don't want to sound arrogant, like the, the world revolves around me. It certainly doesn't. But I believe I'm the first person in the from world to be canceled, as far as I know, by a from organization. And once we're on the topic of cancellation, I wasn't going to discuss this until much later. But since we're on this topic already, let me discuss Ami Magazine. Because after I was let go from the Jewish press, I was looking for another job, and I contacted Ami Magazine, among others. They did not respond to me right away. Fine. A few months later, I would say two or three months later, I get a call from Rabbi Frankfurter, the head of Ami Magazine, asking me 
if I would like to work for Omni Magazine. He said, look, in the very beginning, with all these news stories about you, we didn't, you know, it was too much heat. We didn't really want to contact you. But now that things have died down a little bit, we're approaching the Yom Tovim soon. My wife needs a lot of help. His wife helps him run the Omni Magazine. I believe she does a huge chunk of the editing. And you know, you would be perfect for the job because you know what it entails. We wouldn't need to train you. And Yom Tov's the holidays are coming up. Sukkot especially is a huge issue. My wife needs help. And please, could you possibly work for us? And please, could you come down? We'll, we'll interview you. So we did a Zoom interview. I also went down to the office and we did an in-person interview. We discussed January 6th in detail. They knew exactly what happened and what I did and what I didn't do. There was no ambiguity there whatsoever. And he essentially told me that I was hired. He didn't say it in so many words, but he said, look, it was basically done. He even on the way out, he even showed me where I would be sitting. He said, you'll be sitting over there. He said, we're just going to be in touch with you to work out the salary. So in other words, it was 90% done. Okay. And again, this is a, I was not going to be the face of anything. I was going to be doing behind the scenes editorial work. I get back home and on my phone, I think maybe as I got back home or maybe an hour after I got back home, all of a sudden there's a message from Murray Frankfurter saying, in like a very nervous voice, uh, please call me back. Something came up. Okay, I call him back and he says, uh, when you were in the office, someone here saw you, one of my employees saw you and he thinks you did a terrible thing and, and I don't know what to do and uh, I, I'm going to try to smooth things over, but, but I'm not sure and maybe we can't go through this. He sounded so nervous. I, honestly, I felt bad for him and I'm thinking to myself, hello, who runs the company? Do you run the company or does your employee run the company? If I had an employee that I was scared of, I would fire that employee immediately. Like who wants to be scared of their own employee? Like you decided that I'm good enough to hire, your wife decided I'm good enough to hire, and you're not going to hire me now. You're going to renege on your word, essentially, because some employee saw me and doesn't like what I did. Again, was I Michal Chavez before Hesia? Did I eat a ham sandwich in front of him? Like, what excuse in the world do you have to tell me that I'm basically hired and then to say, no, we can't hire you anymore because somebody in the office saw you and thought you did a terrible thing? Tell your employee to get lost. So that was my first encounter with cancel culture, and you should know that also. Because again, Ami Magazine is a very popular magazine, and some people think, oh, Ami Magazine, they're so right-wing. Yeah, they're so right-wing until they get scared of some stupid employee in their office. And then all of a sudden, oh, I'm sorry, we can't hire you. Weaklings, cowards. And again, this is not the Jewish press, and I was disappointed in the Jewish press also, but at least the Jewish press, it was a business decision because I was the face of the company. So again, at least they had a monetary concern. Ami had no monetary concern. They were just cowards. They caved into cancel culture. They claim to be right wing. They claim to be standing up for the right. Who's against the left? No, they're not. Because push comes to shove. When it came to a practical decision to deciding whether to hire me or not, they decided to hire me and then to immediately unhire me as soon as some stupid employee decided that he didn't like what I did. And he told Mary Frankfurter and Mary Frankfurter was cowed into letting me go. So he is not a right winger. Well, put it this way. He's certainly not a principled right winger. He's a cowardly right winger. And people should know that. Again, it's not about me. It's about him and what he represents. You should just know if you think he's defending you and defending your cause and on the same wavelength as you, he's not. You should know that. And you should know the same thing about Saw You at Sinai. This is a firm organization engaging in cancel culture and I think it should be unacceptable to people who listen to this podcast. And I, I know it's unacceptable to people who listen to this podcast or I would not be mentioning it to you. We have the ability to stop cancel culture from entering from society. It has not entered yet, but it is starting to enter now. And maybe there have been other people besides me. I don't know. 
But if it happens to me, it's definitely going to happen to other people also. And people like the editor of Ami Magazine and the head of Sayu Sanai, they're only going to get bolder and bolder and bolder. Because what happens? Why do people cave all the time? Because only the left threatens and only the left makes noise and the right never threatens and the right never makes noise. So people think they only have something to lose by angering the left and they have nothing to lose by angering the right. And we need to show people that no, you have something to lose by angering the right also. And so we should send emails to Sawyer at Sinai. And what happened with Ami Magazine already happened a year and a half, two years ago. But by all means, I think I'm going to put in Ami Magazine's email addresses also. So you can contact them also and tell them what, what you think about them going back on their word after they told me they would hire me, knowing everything I did on January 6th, and then going back on their word because they were too cowardly to stand up to, to a single employee in their company who said he didn't like what I did. It is in our hands, and I encourage every single one of my listeners to contact Abbey Magazine and definitely saw you at Sinai and let them know this is unacceptable. We will not accept cancel culture in the film community. And again, I don't care. I don't even like saw you at Sinai. I don't care. It's not about me. It's about the principle. We should not let firm organizations engage in cancel culture. 